outside of Tim's room. It was really nice of Tim to invite us to his man cave for some brews and Commodore 64 games. Yes, sir. All Tim had to say was Comedy 64 and brews, and I got in a car, my car, and I drove seven hours. Well, not, let's not leave our host waiting. Hey, guys. So glad you made it. I got the Retrologic Pilsners on ice, and I just booted up Mutant Camels on 12-inch CRT. Tim, what happened? Tim? Why are you lying on a floating bed? Are you even wearing pants? What are all these robots doing? Oh, I forgot to tell you. After watching Wally, I decided to take a hint and stop using my legs and arms. Bought this floating bed at Bed Bath and Beyond, and these servant bots are wish from, are from wish.com. Welcome, Master Michael and Master Eston. May I get you a bag of lime Doritos or give you a robotic back rub? This is my servant, Presto. A relation to the guy in the Discord. Tim, you understand that Wally was making fun of the laziness of humanity. You weren't supposed to copy that. That move was supposed to be to inspire you to be proactive and not pollute. I... And he looks pretty comfortable. Can you send me the link so I can get a floating bed? I watched it and I thought it was a great idea. Guys, this is the life. I have not burned a single calorie since getting in this bed. I lie around and watch Netflix all day. One of my servant bots even feeds me tacos. Tim, you have a woman and kids. You have to support them both. But do save me a taco with extra guac. I run a YouTube channel where people watch me eat a bucket of chicken. While I share Star Wars theories. I make 50000 a year. Come on, guys. Don't look so shocked. Play some Commodore. Tim... I want to be you when I grow up. I don't want to rain on your parade, Tim, but I think the reason that this was so cheap and accessible is because you are now a slave to the robot revolution. Electric sleep dart. Oh, wow. Eston just fell asleep on the floor. He sounded like he was going to say something important. He needs a floating sleep bed if he is so tired. We can talk about boring things like robot revolutions, or I can make some fresh tacos and feed them to you via a hose. Tacos for the win! (laughs) And skit. Good morning! Houston, we have a problem. Why not? Why are you not entertained? Why so serious? It's alive! It's alive! Welcome to Fem Film Logic, a movie podcast celebrating the past, present, and future with all the fandoms in between. We are part of the Retrologic Network with other classic podcasts like Retrologic, On Topic Retro, and Retro Groove. I am Mike, and I am with my co-hosts, Eston, the man who loves turning everything into a cube. Eston, are you there? Yes, I'm back. Yes, definitely. I'm awake now, and it's hip that to be square. wear off? <laughs> yeah, it did, definitely. I slept like a newborn baby, and my debts were paid. <laughs> oh, good. It wasn't for debt. Uh, we're also with Tim, the man whose first kiss caused an electrical spark. That's what I heard. Uh, Do tell. <laughs> 
You look good. Are you still on that floating bed? I know it was only last week. Servant who's make, having me drink some brisk zero sugar iced tea right now. You got to finish that line too after you drink that. You got to say, Woo, that's brisk, baby. <laughs> All right. By the and... way, they aren't really sponsoring us. Just <laughs> oh, very good. All right. Fine. <laughs> Why did I just buy a case? They're, they're not they're not sponsoring us yet okay yeah okay. <laughs> and we have a guest his name is preston and he's the man who votes for fred willard for president every four years and i vote waluigi for president yearly yes amen to that definitely nothing wrong with that got my vote he'd make a great vice president vice president start to get into, yeah time to get into some small talk everyone tell us what you're watching we have some. I some am currently great... watching some faces in a Discord call. Oh man! Don't give away the, the ending. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. I'm going to give the quick version because no one wants to hear me babble. So uh, there's this uh, mini series called. Who gave you that feedback? Who gave you that kind of feedback? Yeah, I've been, nonsense. What the heck? I've been checking our iTunes reviews, and they're like, who's that weird guy who keeps talking? <laughs> okay. Oh, you get iTunes reviews? I wish I got those. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I have been watching The Devil's Hour, which is a, a Prime Video exclusive. And it's got uh, not the latest Doctor Who in it. But the doctor before the female, whose name I can never remember. I want to call him Tony. The old, the old man one. The old man, yes. <laughs> the old man doctor. The old man, the yes. Who I remember is the one that's playing the uh, in House of Dragons right now. That guy. Oh, is that Matt. the one with the scarf? Matt, I guess. Uh, Matt, uh, I somebody. What's his name? Matt. Yeah. I've only watched two episodes ever of Doctor Who. Yeah, I've Doctor Who. I watched. I watched a lot of that stuff uh, for the, watched, the older guy. Uh, I've watched zero episodes ever of Doctor Who. Yeah, so, I never got into Doctor Who. I'm trying to look up the name of that doctor, and it's only giving me Bing results. So, <laughs> and it's, it's, so this is going to take a while. But anyway, Smith. it was Matt Smith. That was the last no, one. But the old guy. Uh, we could just call him the old guy. Yeah. Okay. So the old guy, <laughs> Doctor Who, because we're all about accuracy here. Um, he plays this guy who uh, is allegedly has memories of the future, and he keeps interrogating this other girl who keeps getting flash. I don't know, flash forwards of the future, but she doesn't know she's flash forwarding from the future. And it's about how these police are trying to catch this old Doctor Who guy because he keeps murdering people. But you find out later that he's murdering these people for a good reason because he knows the future. Ah. That's the Devil's Hour. And it's called the Devil's Hour because when you know the future, you wake up at 3.33 every night. Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. Maybe 6.66. Here, Capaldi. Oh, Capaldi is is the actor. Uh, Bing told me it was uh, Polly Shore. No. <laughs> I don't think that's really sure. Does everything, so it's, yes. I'm, I can't blame Bing for that. Are you, you Bing? Sure? Are you Bing for real? Did you? I I use Google. You use Bing. Uh, I you know it. I, I usually have to change to Google, mm. um, but I was too, in too much of a hurry, so it went to Bing. Long story short, Microsoft owns me. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I do see you a lot of times on Discord, and I see it they're playing on the Xbox, so that that explains a lot now. So, yeah. Yes, yes, it does. Um, the next show I watched was a cozy Christmas mystery. See, I wanted to see how the other half think, and that includes women, um, and how they watch these cozy mystery murder shows. So this is a show. Hold on, I got to stop you there. Sorry. <laughs> so I got to know how the other half think. And that includes women. Yes. What women. else would that include? Cats. <laughs> 
the parrots. Uh, <laughs> right. Sorry for interrupting. Continue, okay. sir. <laughs> so there's this there's this movie uh, series called Murder She Baked, and it's about this woman who solves crimes while baking cookies for a small cozy town. And in every in every movie, she falls in love with a handsome guy. Sometimes it's the jerk. Sometimes it's the mean person. Um, the thing about cozy mysteries is there's no blood. The death looks very innocent. And usually the crime is because of some dramatic personal reason. So, so if it's you want... a Hallmark movie, but it's a murder movie. Yeah, yeah it's a like Hallmark it. murder movie. Um, Did she ever fall in love with a guy and that's like, that's cringeworthy? Or are they all the guys <laughs> nice and dashing? Well, in this one, there's a detective who's um, every time she shows up to the crime scene, the detective yells at her. It's like, you're not supposed to be here. You're just a baker. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I'm part of this town. I need to solve this crime. And then and then she's like, oh, he's so mean, but he's so handsome. (laughs) So it's it's that kind of stuff. So she bakes him extra cookies. Yeah, so, so it is a Hallmark movie. It, it pretty much is. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, the next thing I saw was a I I got the whole Paramount Plus for a whole year, twenty five dollars. It was a Black Friday deal, so I have all those exclusives. My family wanted to try it because it has the Championship League for soccer. That's my son. My wife really likes Criminal Minds. Um, and some of the shows, I have to admit, are intriguing. Like, I've wanted to watch that Star Trek spinoffs. I want to see why everyone hates the Halo series. And um, who doesn't want to watch old Nickelodeon shows like all that? Um, I could care less about the MTV shows or the VH1 stuff. Um, and already I've watched... Come on, the- you get access to a bunch of behind the musics. Come on, that's got to be worth something. <laughs> yeah. No, I just see uh, 16 and Pregnant. <laughs> all these well, yeah, that's, a, that's MTV stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get Paramount Plus when they add the Knuckles show. Yes. Because that's the only thing that I really want to watch on it. Oh, they only have one Sonic show, so I was a little disappointed. And it was the original Sonic. Um but already I've sat down and I've watched the new Criminal Minds uh, spinoff called Criminal Minds Evolution. And it brings back the old team. If you're aware of who Criminal Minds is, they always find some psychopath who's killing and they try to understand why he's killing. Um, but because it's exclusive, it has the right to be mature because it's not on CBS. So I get to hear the cast now drop F-bombs. And I felt like I was an eight-year-old who snuck into a rated R movie. (laughs) So um, other than that, there's not a lot on Paramount that's really attention-grabbing. And it has lots of commercials if you get the cheap kind. So, And sometimes those commercials glitch (laughs) and they play over again. But... That's fun. If I wanted to see Limitless SpongeBob, I know where to go now. Oh, see, now you got it. That's like my son. He wanted to get the Paramount thing because he wanted he was all in the SpongeBob right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's he what he's, well doing. Just, he's binging on SpongeBob. That, yeah, you might as well just call it the SpongeBob app. <laughs> yeah. Buy it all of the buy all the the entire show and put it on like a Plex server or something. That's what yeah. I did. Yeah. And you, have mm-hmm. you know, now you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like that and Yellowstone. Is what Paramount Plus is about. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of shows that I'm like, do, do I really want to watch that? It's not really must-see TV. You don't want to watch the reboot to iCarly? Come on, that's good stuff there. Okay, I actually kind of do, so 
that joke. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> although, although, side note, I didn't mind the Halo series, so I'm I'm the one percenter. Aston, <laughs> you are the best person to watch movies and shows with because you see the bright side of them. Maybe because I never played a Halo game. Mm-hmm. Well, they say that it's the it best show for people who don't like the game. <laughs> I fit the mold. Maybe I maybe I will watch it then. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you lo- if you hate Halo, if you if if you don't have any knowledge of the series or any appreciation for what it's done, watch this show. There you go. <laughs> All right, it's a show for me then. There you go. There you go. And finally, I saw this movie called Smile, which had been it showed up in theaters, and then it came out to Paramount. It's a very dark and morbid movie that is one part The Ring and one part It. The story goes that there's a demon that inhabits people, and then that person starts seeing all these people with evil smiles. It deals with a lot about suicide. The main protagonist witnesses someone commit suicide, so she's being haunted by the smile until she commit suicide in front of someone else. That's how you pass the demon. You have to commit suicide in front of someone else. Uh, I have to say the ending was meh in the journey that the movie took was too morbid and, you know, creepy for my liking. I wouldn't recommend it to casual horror fans. Now, is it like, is it like house of sand and fog? Do you walk, do you finish the movie? Like feeling like you need Prozac? Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the whole theme of that movie is that like, as soon as this girl starts seeing visions of like people smiling, mm-hmm. she would confess it to someone. And like the person who is like, like her fiance would totally gaslight her like times mm-hmm. a million. Mm-hmm. You see visions that are trying to kill you. You're so crazy. Oh, get out of here with that craziness. I'll never believe you. <laughs> and yeah, I, would, I don't know if I could watch a movie where you just like, you watch people commit suicide over and over throughout the movie i'm just uh that sounds just like i say so like debbie downer i'm just like yeah yeah it's 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 creepy it had a lot of cheap jump scares which i hate i hate jump scares uh by the way mike i looked up things to watch on paramount plus everything everywhere all at once is on there which i've heard is good oh that's a must watch you 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 all need to watch that there you go you just got tim's vote so, so Preston, you are hundred percent correct. If you have the Showtime add-on, which is like fifteen dollars a month, or uh, some, some ha, crazy that's thing, how they get you. I have like the cheap hobo version of Paramount Plus. <laughs> I see. You got the budget package. Yes, I have to <laughs> feed a dollar into the TV to get ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the slot appears in the middle of your TV, and then you feed a dollar into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wave your phone at the TV. Yes. <laughs> Pay and a QR, QR code and put more money into the machines. <laughs> so, who's next on our fun movie talk? I'll go. The uh, I've listed just two because uh, I'm just I didn't do redundancy. I guess I didn't list. I'm still watching, of course, Peripheral. I'm still mm-hmm. loving that series. I mean, it's just awesome series. Got to watch Peripheral Amazon Prime if you're not watching it out there. Stellar series. Um, finished Andor. Um, won't go into it because I didn't list it, but I need to say, uh, rocking it. Love it. Love Andor. Um, I'm sad the season's over. I want more. Um, but as far as what I can list here, I've watched The Hunter, uh, William Defoe movie, and that one's on Amazon Prime. And he is hired by uh, some mercenaries, and he's a mercenary himself. And he goes out to the, uh, the outback of uh, the Australia to hunt down the Tasmanian devil because apparently they are thinking that the Tasmanian devil is actually going to give some kind of medicinal properties and stuff. And so the people that hire him actually start going after him. Um, and it has a weird twist to it because he actually goes there and he actually starts staying 
with the uh, family of the people that hired him. And um, he starts becoming very good friends with the wife and the kids. Becomes a bit more of a father figure than the actual father himself. The father in the uh, movie is actually Sam Neill. So he actually gets to finally play his own accent, true accent, Australian accent. Uh-huh. And um, and so it is uh, definitely, you do, in the end, you do get to see a clip of, you know, the Tasmanian Devils. It does deliver, actually, if you want to see, like, the the beast um, in the movie. And uh, uh-huh. I'm not going to give away, like, the ending. But um, yeah, I like William Dafoe as an actor. So I wanted to catch it out. So it's a smaller one of his movies. And um it's just it's a short watch. I'm thinking it's like an hour and maybe uh, 45 minutes. So it's nothing terribly too long, but um, it's got some action to it because the people that hire him actually start trying to uh, take him out. And uh, so it's definitely got some uh, some good action scenes in it. The an hour uh, and 45 minutes is how long like Marvel trailers are now. Yeah, but I know with Marvel movies now, I have to check them because now Marvel's really getting to the thing now where it's like two hours and 25 minutes, two hours and 40 minutes. And so it's just like, oh, man. I mean, Doctor Strange was only two hours, which is short. That was a blessing. I was like, oh, thank God. My bladder thanks you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, uh, the other one I've seen is on the, uh, I was kind of like uh, Netflix where the crawl dads sing. Um, I got this book. Um, I actually got this book from my mom and she was talking about how good the book was. And I saw that it was becoming like a movie. And I was like, you know, she was telling me, like, she's like, I watched it. So it was really good. So I said, well, I'll check it out. So I actually saw it. And um, I don't know if anyone go and have heard of the book. Um, but the actual, the movie's beautiful. I mean, it takes place. I mean, I was born and raised in the South. So it takes place in like, you know, Southern low country. I mean, it's just kind of really beautiful wetlands, beautiful marsh, ocean shots that they do. Um, follows this girl, comes from a troubled family, like a, a really abusive father. And it's kind of sad at the start because uh, pretty much near all of her family walks out out on her. Um, and it's from the perspective of the youngest girl. I think at the time she is only, um, I think, maybe eight or nine. Yeah, maybe even younger than that. But um, tip, the father's really abusing them all. And so they all kind of go out into separate stages. Um, and it goes through a series of flashbacks. So it shows her at that young of an age. And then it flashes back to her present time where they find this dead body and she is out as an adult now kind of living in the swamp, making her way, doing her thing. And she gets accused of doing these, uh, of doing the murder. And one of the guys that knew her uh, in the small town is a lawyer. And so he decides to kind of come be her public defender. And so you have throughout the movie, it shows flashbacks to like how she came of age in the swamp and kind of mm-hmm. defended for herself how she per se got, you know, an education on somewhat of a level. Um, and also at the same time, it comes back to the present and it shows how things are going with her case as far as being like tried for the murder of this person. And it, it the two things come together because the person she's being tried for the murder of at one point was actually a love interest of hers as she was growing up. And at the same time, one of the flashbacks is actually a look. There's a separate love interest that develops. And I'm saying this and I want to because I don't want people thinking like, oh, she's basically she's playing both sides. It's not that the first person that comes along um, really is like the kind of the grab that she that you really want to have. And he kind of falls out of her life for unfortunate events. And this other person comes in and is not the best grab that you can have. But, you know, he quells the loneliness and so and then the other person comes back onto her life and so you know drama ensues and so it's um it really is a good movie 
I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's a drama, but um, I say definitely if if, uh, if you got Netflix, I mean, give it a go. I I enjoyed it. Okay, Preston, okay. what have you seen? Um, I've watched a couple of things. I watched the Andor finale, and I thought it was really good. I'm not going to go too far into it because we're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking about space, but not really Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Just it was very good, and it also made me want season two even more. So I'm very excited to see where the show goes in the second season. Oh, I watched. Wakanda Forever in theaters, finally. And it was also amazing. It was sad. And it was, it was just really good. I can't really... It's, it's a movie about grief. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really describe it. If, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you watch the first Black Panther, if you haven't watched any Marvel movies at all, go watch the first Black Panther first, but then go watch it because it is very good. I recommend. Is it, um, is it better than the prequel Batman Forever? I wouldn't know because I haven't watched Batman Forever. Oh. Man, it, I don't know. It might compare. You might have to choose. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Go on. <laughs> Next time on Film Logic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think which Batman Forever are you talking about? Are you trying to compare his movie to? Yeah, which one? Uh, the one Batman with Jim Carrey, of course, and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, the only God. Batman Forever. So far back in my memory. Yeah, okay. Go ahead now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, the next uh, movie that I watched was on Disney Plus, and that was the Disenchanted movie, which is a sequel to the Enchanted movie. It's a musical. There's some animated parts, and got a fun. It's a, it's just a fun little like Disney movie. It was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. We watched, watched that actually uh, last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah my wife watched the uh, first one, and she's like, "Oh, that's the next one." And I'm like, "Disenchanted." Is this like you know the follow up to Enchanted? She said, "Oh yeah," and she's like, "She actually you, know, you can watch it with me and stuff like that." I was like, "Sure, I'll watch it." And so we watched it. So yeah, it was, it was really good. I like uh, I like the character of um, God. He plays uh, his name escapes me, but he plays in X Men. He's Cyclops. Always oh, like James Marsden. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love how in those movies he's always so over the top with his chivalrous and stuff like that. He, like, you that can character. have my sword. Yeah, yeah, that character cracks me up. That all those movies. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I pref- I actually kind of prefer Disenchanted to the original because the original didn't have as much magic, mm-hmm. and Disenchanted mm-hmm. is filled with it. And it's great. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, and I watched Wally. I literally just came off watching Wally for this recording, and <laughs> I'll talk about. We'll talk about it later. It's great. Yes, we will. Was that your first time watching it? No, I. It was my first time watching it in like four years, but okay, it's not okay. my first time watching it. Okay. Uh, and then I watched miscellaneous Christmas movies because it's tis the season. So I watched the Gardens of the Galaxy Christmas special, which is amazing. Uh, Tim will probably <laughs> talk more about that. Um, I watched Muppet Christmas Carol, which is still my favorite version of the Christmas Carol. Great. And I watched Elf because Elf is a classic. Yeah, that's what I've been watching. Nice round. Those two are de- those two Christmas movies are in, definitely in my rotation, along with the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Now, <laughs> so, I may have watched it twice already. <laughs> yes, I gotta catch it. I want to see it. It's like it, anything Kevin it, Bacon. I want to catch. Isn't there <laughs> right. a Lego Star Wars Christmas special that there is? is. It's it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the like the best thing in the world. Honestly, the original Star Wars Christmas special was better than it. <laughs> that, it's, it's, well, so. there you go. There you go. Right there. <laughs> wow. Speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, that is one I watched uh, last night, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was nice. I think the length of it was perfect. Even hit some nostalgia feels, if you will, uh, for those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s, and you'd get those kind of special presentation things at the beginning of episodes. Uh-huh. That right there starts off for this Christmas special. 
in the same manner that some ABC ones did in, back in the past. So just watch it. You'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's some little things uh, throughout. If you're an MCU fan, you'll get some little nods there, here and there for that throughout. Um, and there's a couple surprises as well. So obviously, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but uh, it's well worth it, especially it. It also hits you in the feels as well. Yeah. There's some good, there's some good feels there for Christmas. Uh, a little misty eyed, if you will, in some cases, if, for some people, I'm sure. But uh, is, is can I also say, yes, Groot is there. Um, can is I say Yandu <laughs> is there too? Believe it or yes. not. So yeah, I, w- I was going to say that the music for this was amazing. Um, James Gunn is very good at picking music that is really good, but also like under the public eye. Most of the music in it is not. Like your jingle bells, we wish you a Merry Christmas, all, all like Carol of the Bells, all the things that you normally see in Christmas movie. It's all like weird and wacky and it's all great. It's great. It's it just perfect for this type of special. So mm-hmm. it makes you laugh at the, from the very start. So it's awesome. Very good. But yeah, there's, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy, the movies. I mean, I like, I want to check it out real bad. I like the, uh, I mean, heck, I even like, I love the PlayStation 5 Guardians of the Galaxy game. Really well done. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's um if you if you love the actual the, the movies and you love their humor and that kind of stuff that they encapsulate it so well in the PlayStation Five games. So, you know, I'm I want to see this special. My two, I have a two year old son who's in love with Groot. Every <laughs> night we have to watch the four Groot specials, like these little <laughs> tiny shows on Disney Plus, and he laughs his face off. And it's uh, perfect. I showed him the adult Groot, thinking he'd get scared. He's like, no, that's my Groot. <laughs> okay, who who was y'all's favorite then out of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Which one is y'all's favorite character? Peter Quill, obviously. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Drax is a wrestler, and I love wrestling, but he's not very competent. So to go with Peter Quill. You too. Rocket. I just love the things he does in there. It makes me crack yeah. up all the time. Especially Rocket wants, is great. Especially yeah. when he wants uh, someone's uh, them or something. <laughs> now give me that guy's arm. Right. <laughs> um, hot take. Uh, Baby Groot is more marketable than Gragu. Mm. Really? Saying it. I'm saying it right now. Or I think he's 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 more fun to watch than Gragu. Well, that's for sure. But mm. is he more recognizable? Will people recognize Baby Groot more than they'll recognize Baby Yoda? I wish. I wish they did because it would make buying Christmas presents for my son so much easier. Yeah, those, those you probably just said some fighting words there for a lot of people because Grogu is a really you know grown on a lot of people. He's great, and he's he's consistently baby. Yeah, Grogu's so, consistently even though adorable. he's fifty years old, but he's you know he's that age for a long time. Where baby Groot or younger yeah, baby Groot turns into teen Groot, and then yeah, yeah. I can stay I can, baby Groot forever. I could see that. I could see mm-hmm. marketing, though, probably not so much. <laughs> probably yes. a lot, millions of dollars sold in baby baby Groot <laughs> stuff. I, I know. know, sure. I want to. The other thing, I were baby Groot. Actually, before I get to the other thing, I was watching. Um, Stan, what's what's your, who's your favorite character? You didn't answer. Oh, <clears throat> mine's a tie um, between Drax and um, Peter Jason Quill because I could see I see so much of myself and my personality in Peter Jason Quill. That it's like Same. I'm like I can identify with him in a heartbeat, but then like Drax's one-liners just crack me up. But like when he's like, nothing will go over my head. Uh, my reflexes are too fast. I would grab it. And so I'm just <laughs> literalness is definitely funny. Yeah, it's right. funny. And they have that in the game, and that's and so I love those. He's got those lines in the game, and it's so amazing they incorporated that. <laughs> that's part of his comic book character for sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
The other thing I've been watching, I watched the first two episodes of the Santa Clauses. Um, How was that? It was, I've seen that, I think but I was like... Eh. Starting off slow, but I'm giving it... I'm going to watch them all. So, right now, it's okay. It's fun to revisit some of the things that it does revisit through the first two episodes. Especially if you like the first two Santa Claus movies, or the first three, I should say. Or, not the first three. The trilogy Santa Claus <laughs> movies. If you like those... Does it um, keep up the canon? From the first three, it does it does it, it? Like I said, there's there's definitely nods throughout, um, and it's fun. I think I think that's so far it's feeling like a nostalgia, you know, type of thing, probably for a lot of people. And I think I need to see more to see if it'll be worth watching again in the future. For me, kind of wish they didn't make it episodic. Wish it was a, a movie. Fourth movie if needed be, you know. Or so if you're gonna pass the torch, then make it a movie. It doesn't necessarily you don't need to make it episodic. But mm-hmm. if that was the only way we were gonna get another Tim Allen Santa Claus movie, then I'll take it. And plus, like I said, I need to wait until we see we get the rest of them, make the final call. But so far, it's it's okay for me. All right. All right. I do give a plug since we're talking about streaming services. And I've seen this advertised, and I'm kind of excited about it. And I hope it delivers. In two days, um, Disney Plus, we get Willow. That's true. That is true. Yes. yes. I'm excited for that. It looks really good. It does. That takes some of my time, for sure. (laughs) I do want to give it the one show, just to see if it's as fun as the 80s movie. The books that it's based on have been voted in some circles as the worst books ever written. Um, by George Lucas and Chris Claremont himself. The movie doesn't they fall too far behind either. But it's still, it's it's still, you know, it was liked it. The trailer made it look really good, though. Yeah, I know we shouldn't judge a movie based on this trailer, but uh, epic fantasy, I'm all for it. Yeah, mm. same here. It gets my attention quickly. Yes, sticking it to Lord to of the Rings. Yeah, Netflix has to come back with uh, Chronicles of Narnia. They're they're losing money. Are they doing Chronicles of Narnia? They keep talking about it. They've been talking about it for the last five years. <laughs> Yeah, HBO Max this uh, in December. Yeah, next month they they bring back uh, next season of uh, Golden Compass is coming back. Oh, yeah. Remember, I was looking it up the other day because I've been looking to see when these series start coming back. I'm like, God, they're taking forever. So yeah, yeah. At least Mandalorian's coming back and soon. <laughs> yeah, not soon enough. God, I, that, all these series like these Star Wars series. I'm like, they're so solid. I'm like, don't stop, keep going, don't end. <laughs> I want to see the next season now. Yes. <laughs> and those are painful because you can't watch it all at one time like you can Stranger Things. You can't binge. It's like, tune in next week, folks. I have I friends that, who just that wait out. until the whole thing is released and then binge watch the whole thing. Yeah. And I hope the next season, because I really love this actor. I love Timothy Oliphant. So I hope they bring in some more Timothy Oliphant, too. <clears throat> like I like the you know episode coming out every week because then you have the choice of just waiting mm-hmm. and watching them all at once or... Yeah. E- it seems like it sticks better because you're able to talk about it more, you know, after watching it. Yeah, yeah it is nice having those head. weekly conversations with your friends about what's going to happen next on the show. WandaVision was the best for that. For sure. mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of me and my friends, we were talking, like I say, with Timothy's uh, Oliphant's character. It was like, oh, man, he seemed like he's really getting to have a, a friendship now with the Mandalorian because he was joking with him saying that, <clears throat> you know, so, excuse me, saying like, you know, that's what I love about you, Mando, that smile. You can charm anybody and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's getting that 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 friendship with him. It's like, oh, yes, they're going to have him as a returning character. Awesome. That is a great character. He's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that actor is so cool. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> I'm still sad that Cad Bane died, but that's that's probably just me. I'm probably the only person in the world who's sad that Cad Bane died. I've seen some theory crafting about him, 
and then I've seen some people actually in person I've talked to. So I've got some Star Wars fanites here locally and say that whenever that happens, they were saying that if you look down at um, in the shot, you actually don't see um, something like his, something on his armor or his suit or something like that. You actually don't see it fade out. And so it actually is showing that like, you know, potentially he is not dead. I, I don't think it's his, his rebreathers. So, you know, that he can't be uh force uh choked but uh okay. there's something i forget they're explaining to me that he has on his suit and actually is like showing that it's actually like it doesn't fade out mm, maybe luke's father <laughs> oh, that's my theory i don't think he's dead i think cats i think cat bane's coming back uh, i would be perfectly fine with that yeah <laughs> speaking of things we waited for we have a new game <gasps> this yes. But we're going to make it cool. We're going to make it fun and trendy. We're bringing the game back. Ooh. And this is a guessing game where contestants will have to guess a movie based on a horrible description. I have 10 horrible descriptions. And you, p- nice people, can play at home as well. I and certainly th- hope so. Yes. I hope you are. I hope you're screaming at your radios. If radios were still in style. I can say radios. If anybody radio, is huh? listening to this podcast on their radio, I salute you. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those old timey ones with the knobs. Yeah, with a dial, and you got to hit the dash to get it to right. tune in. It right. Could be one of those Bluetooth speakers that look like a radio. So come on, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's true. Those whippersnappers with their little <laughs> podcast. This podcast comes on the Annie Orphan series. <laughs> oh. Anyways, my example of a horrible movie uh, description is a quartet of scientists capture evil air monsters and hold them in a science locker while not thinking of marshmallows. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Ghostbusters. Correct. Correct. And because I don't like uh, scoring, you guys have to come up with it together as a team. So that's my really easy. What was the answer? It is Ghostbusters. Okay. Because I heard two different movies. Mm-hmm. I may have hey. said Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> I knew what it was. I'm just All trying right. not to crack up every time Tim goes to chug that drink. I might want to say chug, 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 chug. That's a, that's a thing. Maybe. A little behind the scenes. All right. So the first question is, a high school kid drives an old man's souped up car so he can date his mom. Back to that's the back future. to the future. Okay, wow, you're good. All right. <laughs> you stop, bitches. You got to dig deep. Okay, yeah. Question two. A comfortably rich orphan can afford military-grade spelunking gear. Oh, that would be Iron <laughs> Man. Iron Batman. Man. Batman. Oh, Batman. Which Batman? Well, they're both orphans. Oh, well, keep going, because there's... there's. Oh, Christian Batman. Bale. Christian Bale. Yes. Yep. More Bale. closely Batman begins. Yeah. Wait right. a minute. How can you say which Batman when you just gave one overall description that could be any Batcave? Well, they make with Batman. Could, it could be Iron Man, too. He's a rich orphan with spelunking equipment. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Is it jetpack spelunking equipment? I don't know. I know. He has, he has his laser Iron Man built his first suit in a cave. That's true. Yeah. A box of scraps. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Theory Iron Man and Batman are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> just in two different city cities that's all that's why yeah. two so, different realities it's the multiverse hmm. question three a kid from the 1940s hates nazis so much he retaliates by getting into drugs indiana jones not indiana jones no. <laughs> i have no idea no he gets into drugs he gets into drugs because he, he hates nazis. nazis 1940s hates nazis he gets into drugs 
Mm-hmm. He's in the drugs. 1940s Nazis. Nazis. I don't watch historical movies. Oh, this is very historical. <laughs> I mean, Jojo is... Rabbit? I have no idea. Isn't that a... Is it a period piece? Um, It's a piece of Americana that is part of our culture and also very marketable. But it's not set in 1940s. The movie is. Oh, it is? Okay. Mm. And he hates the Nazis so much that he gets in the drugs. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> I would watch that movie. God, the only thing coming to my head is the Edward Norton movie, American History X. That, that wouldn't be it. That's not marketable. No. G.I. Joe. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. This man has also punched Hitler over 300 times. Captain America? Yes. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Drugs. The soldier serum. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're wearing green now. We think drugs. Now you're going to think, yeah, we think drugs are bad. So yeah, that was a good loop thrower for us there. Good job. Number you four. You did describe that terribly. <laughs> Number four. A college professor has never seen someone's face get melted off. So he goes on a journey to find Indiana a man. Jones. Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was actually Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. of the Ross Dark. Yeah. 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 Why didn't you yeah. ask which one this time? Come on. Because <laughs> everyone should know that. I had, I had that in the gun ready to go, baby. That was an underhand pitch. Um, number five, Russell Crowe gets himself captured so he can win global games of ancient Super Gladiator. Smash. Gladiator. Yeah. You didn't even let me finish. The joke's at the end. Okay. So go ahead and finish it. Russell Crowe gets himself captured so he can win global games of ancient Super Smash Brothers. It's fitting, yeah. Yes. Works just as intense. Number six, a creature's addiction to Reese's Pieces leads to him almost dying. Okay. It was the Reese's Pieces. I knew it. (laughs) Number seven. was called Keys. Mr. Keys. Yep. Number seven, Richard Gere invites a woman to his hotel room so he Pretty can woman. not kiss her for 90 Pretty, minutes. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. Oh, man. Never right, heard of that movie. I get you with this. <laughs> Two high school students destroy the space fabric timeline of history because they don't know how to use PowerPoint for their history final. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. All right. Number nine, a family of 100 gets viciously murdered, leaving one dad to be overprotective of his handicapped son. Mm, 100 get killed? A family of 100 gets viciously murdered, leaving one dad to be overprotective of his handicapped son. Family of 100 gets viciously killed, leaving one dad to be overprotective of his handicapped is it the crazies? Oh, man. You are on the opposite spectrum. Can you repeat the prompt? Yes. A family of 100 gets viciously murdered, leaving one dad to be overprotective of his handicapped son. Oh, Finding Nemo. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. good. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number 10, the last one. A mute woman asks for legs and reproductive organs so she can marry a sea captain. Oh, that's, that would uh, be a Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yes, and I want everyone to explain that movie that way from now on. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't get out because I was I was thinking Sebastian just kissed a girl, and I wanted to say that, and I'm like, that's not the name of the movie. What is it? <laughs> yes, the name of the movie is actually Kiss the Girl. Yeah. Kiss the Girl 2. Kiss Back the Girl 2. All right, that was our Good write-ups on those. Good write-ups on those, Mike. Good job. Yeah, good job. Yeah, those are great. Well, you guys got 100%. No, you missed Team. Captain America. I, mean, I got it. You got it? Yeah. Got that, that one. That was a good throw off with the, the drugs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of drugs, let's talk about our movie today. <laughs> <laughs> that you was like the that best story. transition. Yeah, for real, yeah. That was a uh, snap me into reality transition. So, 
Who wants to take a stab at explaining the Wall-E? Today we're talking about Wall-E because it's Pixvember, the last day of Pixvember almost. And so we're talking about Wall-E. Um, who wants to give the best rundown of the story? Uh, I just watched it like five minutes ago, meaning like five minutes before. Yes. Oh no, we got freeze frame. Oh no. 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 Funny, I just explained this movie to my mom too before we started. Because she was, I was telling her how I was getting ready to talk about Wally, and she's like, "What Wally? What's Wally?" And I, so I went into explaining it, and then she was like, "Oh, I want to watch that." And I put it up on her TV, and away she went watching Wally. <laughs> how can y'all not after just watching it? How can y'all still say that? How can y'all not say Wally, and then go like Wally? Wally. <laughs> Wally. There you go, Wally. <laughs> right. You can never say it the same after watching the movie. No, you can't, Eva. So. Presto, are you back? Podcasting. Go. Uh oh. <laughs> Real life. Hello, we got Hot Mike hot. Oh, no. Hot Mike. Hot Mike. Oh, wow. He's having a hard time. Preston's having a hard time staying on. Okay. So while our guest figures stuff out, who else would like to explain the plot of Wall E? Next member. Uh, so I'll give it a go. So, like I said, I just uh, talked about it given an explanation to my mom um, Sorry, i'm gonna I, basically yeah. i the way back? i explained cool. it to her that <laughs> basically he's back cool working on it um i can't see him do you guys see him oh yeah i see him yeah yeah i see him mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna turn off the camera because i keep disconnecting accidentally and i think it's because i just see it spinning on. for me i have turned off my camera great so anyways uh so I explained it to my mom was basically wally is a compact garbage compactor <laughs> yep robot who goes around is the last one on our planet earth no humans on here but he's still on the planet cleaning it up doing his job and collecting little trinkets here and there that he likes to collect Mm oh but while he's doing all this another robot is dropped off on our planet planet actually several of them but one in particular in his area is flying around looking for life on the planet earth but can't find can't find it but ollie is intrigued by this new robot which is called eve so Eventually, they kind of hook up, and he shows her Eve the the robot where he lives. All the trinkets he's collected, including a boot that has a plant in it, that sets off Eve to go crazy. Take you know, scan it, find that there's plant life on Earth, and shuts down essentially. And Wally has no idea why. And of course, there's this cute montage as to him trying to figure out how to get her back on. Mm-hmm. She's picked up again by a giant rocket ship to pick. Uh, take her and the boot with the plant that she picked up back to wherever she came from. And Wally went for the same ride because he wanted to know where his new friend was going. They end up going to a ship in outer space where all the other human beings that were on Earth are now currently living. Thus, where we also learn that human beings become really lazy like we did in our skit, uh, because they are every everybody's being helped by robots, and they're on these like flying wheelchairs, is what I call them, <laughs> and just kind of don't have to do anything. And um, eventually, just more adventures happen, and the whole story unfolds after finding out that this plant was discovered on Earth, and how what happens from that point on. So. And that's what intrigued my mom to watch it. And she did, after seeing it and it starting, she was like, oh, yeah, I do remember watching this. But she watched it. So that hopefully in in a capsule is what uh, encapsulates Wally, 
What do you guys think? Did I miss anything? I'm giving too much away. I, I think that was wonderful. <laughs> you forgot <laughs> to mention the roach. Mention the what? The roach. I did mention that to my mom, but I did not. I forgot to mention it here too. So yeah. Yeah, the roach is the best character. Come on. Yeah, he's the supporting actor. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just a little bit. I mean, I don't want to give too much away. People should go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> But yeah, we if you at, after this point, let's say this that if you haven't watched Wally, stop listening to us. Go watch it, and then, and then come, come back, back and talk about it. us talking about it. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about spoilers because there's all kinds of spoilers here. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, it's a really good story. That yeah. I think it's it's good to watch on your own and then come back and yeah. talk about what. So I'm looking this up right now. There was a lot of competing 3D movies in 2008 when Wally came out. You had Kung Fu Panda, you had Bolt, um, you had Madagascar Two, um, the award-winning <laughs> Igor, which we still talk about today. Um, we got Astro Boy came out. A Dr. Seuss movie was which, in there as well. That? The, the Lorax. The, the Horton, Horton. Oh, Horton, here's a who. Oh, yeah. Jerry. Yeah, okay. So there was yeah. a lot of 2008, like, cartoon movies. Yeah. Which Kung Fu Panda came out that year? Was it the first one? I think it was first the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think wow. that's the only movie that holds a candle to Wally in this list. Like, everything else is just okay. Yeah, I was like, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, that, that's like, that was rocked. I mean, I watched that in the theater. I was like, oh, this is solid. <laughs> My kids loved both, you know basically all of those movies at the time so then i remember just watching uh or my kids watching wally so much when it came out on dvd in the back of the van or we traveled anywhere Mm -hmm. just there was there was always there was like a several movies that we they would watch hundreds of times so the the dialogue if any or the sounds from the movies stuck Mm -hmm. stuck in my head because obviously i'm not watching it as the driver but i can hear it oh just you know and then not a lot for you to hear in Wally. Right. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot to be heard because there is not a lot of dialogue, which I'm sure we're all going to talk about, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. There's a lot of visuals being told at the very beginning before you get towards the end with the human interaction. So, but still, even then, hearing all of that, all of the sound effects in the movie to tell the story while driving, it was playing in my head. I could see it in my head while I was driving, you know, because of kids watching it so much anyways at home so it's a great visual movie and sound i don't know if it won any awards for that but the sound obviously had to be there in order to tell the first part of the story i can't remember how well it did in the box office with all that uh coming out that year if um that's a good question we shouldn't check that actually won 95 awards according to imdb It got the Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film. It got BAFTA Awards for Best Animated Film, um, Best Feature Film of 2008-2009, BAFTA. The Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror gave it Best Animated Film. Mm-hmm. And it got Movie of the Year for AFI Awards. Um, the Alliance of Women Film Journalists gave it Best Writing and Original Screenplay. Huh? Um, American Cinema Editors said Best Edited Feature Film, Comedy or Music. Musical. Uh, oh, it got nominated for the Annie Awards, but it didn't win anything. Oh, Annie's a tough cookie. Um, <laughs> Austin Film Critics winner, Best Animated Film. Award Circuit Community Awards winner, Best Animated Film. Yeah, Best Screenplay here at the Award Circuit Community Awards. Um, and oh, you were talking about the music, right? Um, oh, that was it was part produced of it. by the Thomas. Sound, okay. sound and the music, yes. Well, Thomas Newman uh, won for Best Film Music Award from the BMI Film and TV Awards. So 
and it did and then, win best song by Peter, or was nominated for best song from Peter Gabriel. Thomas yes, Newman. I was going to say because that at the credits song "Down to Earth" with Peter Gabriel singing, I love the animation at the end in the credits along with that mm-hmm. song. It's very, oh, you tell us the story, yeah. Yes, and it tells the, music... the, the end. It continues the story from where it lo- leaves off from the feature film, but continues the story of them humans and the robots, and again, not giving anything away, but yeah. continues the story where the movie part left off into the credits, which is really cool. And oh. the music itself, like just the background music as everything is going, is really good as well. Like after Score watching this movie, definitely I, fantastic. After watching this movie, I listened to the soundtrack because it, it like all the songs are bopping and they're. It, it's, it sounds like video game music, which is a weird thing to say, but it's it's good. All the music is great. It fits in very well with the soundscape at the very beginning, like I said, because there's not a lot of dialogue other than the, the robots talking a little bit here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that, if you want to call that talking, but yeah. I actually, <laughs> the timestamp for when the first human like speaks an actual line is almost 40 minutes in. Right. And yes, a big total story up to then. Yeah. Can we talk about the risk Pixar took with doing like a 40 minutes of sound effects and just like miming. Um, it was a it had to do it well. It, yeah. I mean, obviously, it had to be put together well and be able to appeal to kids, which is probably maybe seems like it would be easier than the adults because adults would yeah. want to hear probably more dialogue than the kids. It may also be the other way around where kids are going to be like, oh, it might have been definitely appeal to them more because it seems like when there's more talking, the kids kind of yeah. tune out. <laughs> and a lot a lot of the miming is like only effective just because of how well they made these robot characters like express themselves like they're robots sure but you can see what they're feeling yeah whether from eve's eye display or wally's like eyes moving up and down mm-hmm. and yeah. their voice is hilarious <laughs> i think for a movie that's about like pollution and ruining the earth like it appeals to I bet it could appeal to any toddler because toddlers hate dialogue. They just want to see shopping carts fall on their favorite robot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and you actually, um, <clears throat> yeah, because you get like, I think like, what, this only, if you had to really think about it, I'd be interested to know how many minutes of actually dialogue is actually in the movie. It's probably only about 20 minutes of dialogue. Yeah, the only it's real really dialogue good. is the humans, and a lot of the movie is just the robots. Yeah. And I mean, they did well, though, telling pictorial representation of the story. And they did really well as far as pictorial um, character development for those 40 minutes. Kind of giving you an idea of who Wally is, what makes Wally function, where his heart lies, stuff like that. Give you some mystery about Eva and stuff and maybe a little bit about her protocols are. So, I mean, they did good on giving you, you know, considering they did no dialogue, giving you uh, story development, not story development, character development. And um, so, I mean, they did. They sold it well. I mean, I was never like, you know, I mean, I watched the movie the first time and I never like got to a point thinking as an adult thinking like, you know, this is kind of boring. I mean, this is cool for the first 15 or 20 minutes, but this is, you know, I need some something, some substance here. I need somebody talking. This has got, you know, I need a story to be told. And uh, no, I was just enjoying it. For the ride. I mean, the visuals are great, too. There are some things moments. that, that also, I was going to say, there ahead. are some moments in the movie where it's, like, actually beautiful. Like, you see, oh. you go f- from the landscape of Earth that is very dry and absolutely terrible, and then you go on to the uh, manufactured starship, and still also just does not look great. I mean, it looks great from an animation perspective, but it's not, like, what we want out of Earth. But when you see, there's a scene where Wally and Eva are both flying around 
in outer space and it's like beautiful because you can see them flying around and just having an amazing time in outer mm-hmm. space. And I really like that, like that whole scene. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was definitely, that was a highlight point right there when you're using that uh, fire extinguisher to kind of mm-hmm. dance with her and stuff. Yeah, and you get to see the actual <laughs> the galaxy and stuff. That was actually like and, kind of like a payoff scene. And then when you it's couple good. that with the computer and be like, computer, what is dancing? And then it explains dancing as they're dancing. Hold down and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It ties back to what Wally had for his thing. One of the trinkets he had was the movie, the Barbara Streisand movie, right? Mm-hmm. When yeah. in that part where he, it sings, it only takes a moment from the Hello Dolly movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, just loves that. And he's, he's very attached to that. And then when Eva's there or Eve is there, um, he's attempting to hold her hand and all that kind of stuff. And it carries throughout the whole movie, his, him wanting to have what he saw in this movie. Yeah. You know, even though he's a robot, maybe not be able to have emotions. He still wants to express this, these things and touching you know, the hand holding and all that kind of stuff. So, um, which plays out towards the end, which was great too. So, yeah. and they had, they did really well to have different characters in the movie. Cause it's not just the humans, Wally and Eva. I mean, you've got other robots, you've got the misfit robots that are kind of broken and just kind of like, yeah, janky. And then you've got the little guy that like always goes around saying boring contaminant. And actually has to <laughs> he gets frustrated when he can't clean up and slows it down and just get, goes rogue. And uh, he starts yeah. testing out to see if it's okay if I go rogue and step off my my uh, my path here. And so I mean, it's got great comedy moments in it. And so and the broken uh, robots is definitely something there that tells another story in itself, right? With yeah. uh, Wally freeing all of these robots were set aside to be fixed because yeah. they didn't do what they were intended to do, but were freed. Right. To be themselves in a way you know and that's not the only thing that wally freed wally freed literally like every person that he like went by just like they looked off Mm -hmm. their screen and they're like noticing the world for the first time and it It was really cool seeing how this one little robot was affecting and changing everything on the ship like that is some definite commentary about screen uh abuse and how it takes us away from reality and i thought that was very bold that pixar will, pixar is like attacking the fact that we're a generation of screen addicts and what we're missing because of it they kind of do that with incredibles too as well well and so. you said this movie was released in 2008 so that's even before the we're just getting started in in yeah. the screen yeah. you know screens type of thing or the phone thing so and it doesn't feel outdated it feels like yeah. it could have come out today and be a good movie scary yeah so i like it too like up to it how like they were showing to me i like the story art where it's like <clears throat> humans create all this technology and so so they don't have to do anything and they get lost and they become you know grotesque lazy you know obese you know all these other things and you know lose the ability to kind of move themselves around with their lose body bone density they lose their bone yeah density. yeah exactly and then they uh and but in the end, the things that they created that put them in that situation are the very things that kind of brought them back out of that situation um, by bringing them back down to earth and stuff like that by the very act of the technology themselves. Maybe that might not be the stately posh technology that they created in being like, you know, Wally, but still it was the technology nonetheless. Um, so I like how that message was kind of mm. delivered that, um, you know, you can still have the technology, but just have the balance of it. And they were yeah. saved by the very things that they created. Did did anyone else get like a Fallout vibe? Like this is Fallout Kids, like <laughs> With, like kinda, the entire like, dystopian world. Yeah, they're going underground. They went up to space. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got like that this is Fallout because and it, it made it even more real with like that old TV show on that old TV. It just is like, oh yeah, this is this is a, a byproduct of Fallout. I mean the other thing the too I like was the guy. B&L stuff with you know the like Costco type pieces <laughs> with B&L. <laughs> Everything was B&L mm-hmm. and large. <laughs> what was the evil robot's name? Did he have a name? Did they give Auto. him his name? Auto, Auto yeah. autopilot. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he because it showed him through all the generations how he was watching over all the captains and and I can't remember. Did that mean like he was like, he, he evil? Was he truly evil? Or I don't think he was evil. Or, he was just following was just orders. Programmed. Yeah, he was just yeah. born that way. Born. <laughs> well, that's what they say in movies. No, no character is truly evil. They're just following yeah. the, the the motive that they believe in. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think about it, did Otto do anything inherently evil? Like, sure, he he tried to stop the plan, but he didn't like that. Was just following orders he didn't had a directive you know he didn't kill anyone he didn't kill anyone he didn't hurt anyone he imprisoned the the captain that was was not to return yeah my question is so that's what he's doing following orders if 700 years ago, President, uh, the president, uh, CEO of BNL decided that it was a lost cause to go to back to Earth, why were they still sending out the plant robots? Uh, they wanted it was, on a, it was on a cycle. Yeah. No. So it was just someone forgot to turn it off. It was just on a pre-programmed thing that was already done. I think so. it was more to keep the captains from realizing that they weren't supposed to go back to Earth. I think it was to give them like a slight hope on top of everything but if it actually did happen Otto would have just thrown it out if not for yeah. wally uh, they would still be in space thank you wally <laughs> um this movie has some commentary about our culture and its laziness and gross incompetence do you think disney was trying to shame us by that or do you think they're like they they tried to hit a nerve with how oh. we treat ourselves we're trying to tell our real history by this is how we really came to back to this earth. This all happened really in the past. <laughs> we just got back and we're now ex- kind of repeating history. We need to learn from our lessons. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you didn't see the remake of Battlestar Galactica? Yes. <laughs> you didn't watch that series? That would have told you, but I know. Well, I would love to think that we're more like our culture is more like Star Trek, but it's probably going to be more like Wally. And that makes me sad, especially drinking a burger from a cup. It's sure everything I've seen that happened during the pandemic. It's I, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like hypocritical of Disney to. Well, back then they didn't own everything, but now that they own everything and they have this movie about a company that owns everything that basically destroys the world. Disney owns yeah. the entire entertainment industry and they're branching out to games and streaming services and all that they wish they own the entire thing yeah disney wishes they were by and large (laughs) i know they'd probably love to buy 20th century fox yeah and disney kind of loves the fact that your your children's faces are in screens so they would not want what happened to they would want to stop wally do you think old man walt would be there personally to see it done I don't, I don't think they were like trying to like, take a shot at us. I think that the uh, <clears throat> I think the writers decided to tell a good story as far as like saying, you know, hey, with a, a message, subliminal message, nonetheless, you know, as far as like balance, as far as in your life of how to have balance of technology and also have balance of uh, taking care of your health and making sure that you um, stay connected with uh, with maybe not necessarily Mother Earth, but stay connected with the uh, the outside. And, um, you know, not not live in front of a screen your whole entire like day and night. So I, I don't think it was I think it was more just that is what I saw it as not necessarily trying to like 
shame us. Yeah, like I didn't feel I'm like kid. I was being shamed. I just thought that it was it was mm. it's just interesting. It's a it doesn't feel like a kid's movie, but it also is. And that's kind of why it's perfect. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. When when I first saw those obese people in chairs, I was like, aha, this is what Pixar thinks of us. I <laughs> <laughs> <Finally>, only know. <laughs> no, I think it was I think they did that because to me it just seems like, you know, they're not here to tell us. So I mean we just have to, you know, do conjecture. I mean, I, I think that they were just kind of like they use that to give like the most extreme contrast as far as saying you know, this is the most extreme outcome you can have if you just surrender all the way over to technology on that technology do everything for you and in the end <clears throat> you know a computer program is only going to do what its writer told it to do so in the yeah. end um if we go by that theory of truth then um the people only have themselves to blame mm-hmm. because they, they coded these robots and coded this technology and, and like you think about it hard enough Wally is there to clean up garbage, and he cleaned up all the garbage that, by and large, uh, made and brought them all back to Earth. So, yeah, Wally's mm-hmm. directive. Yeah, I would say that is a good explanation. Uh, so one of the fun what ifs I'd like to look into is if it's 14 years later, Disney wants to come out with a Wally 2, what would it be about? It probably wouldn't be as groundbreaking as this one. It would probably just be, hey, Earth is now like growing out. There's plants everywhere. And then something important gets stolen. And yeah, Wally and Eve have to go find it because they're the heroes. Like a big mm-hmm. MacGuffin story. And then they they find it. The day is saved and Earth is being fixed more. Mm-hmm. Wally, Eve, and their new robotic children. Yeah. The movie would be called <laughs> Wall Eve. <laughs> Wall yes. Eve. Yeah, that or I could think of like, yeah, something like, you know, they get there and they start growing back that plant and the humans start recultivating the earth. But the damage was done to Mother Earth to an unforgivable level because there was so much trash out in space. that now there's either be it some inherent core problem with the earth or some inherent problem like from space above radiation level or something of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's furthering that kind of that subliminal message. And they have to like depend upon now like Wally and Eve and some introduce some new robots into the mix that have now been fabricated to uh to save the day. Oh, yeah, they, maybe they have robots. to discover they have to discover a new robot that's huge that was created with several stations across the planet, and they have to travel to those stations, activate it, a la Total Recall type style. They activate it to safely disintegrate the mounds of trash that's throughout. <laughs> the earth and the space and rebuild the atmosphere correctly or hear me out 300 years later right and earth is back to normal you know all there's grass and everybody's doing stuff well and then the aliens attack you got it you got it they set up atmosphere processing units just like they had in uh in aliens and every colonist has a uh, pdt personal data transmitter and (laughs) And then the aliens come down, the xenomorphs, on a rogue ship. And now Wally oh gosh. and Eve have to like take out the xenomorphs because these atmosphere processors are now actually starting to actually put off a thermonuclear reactor because <laughs> someone shot guns in the hole. <laughs> Wait, okay, instead of the aliens, I, I like the xenomorph idea, but let me let me go back a second here. You got to have instead atmosphere of, processor units in it. Instead of the aliens, it's another... I enlarged ship that was yeah. out space and it's that's coming right because axiom wasn't the only one it's right coming back and they want to keep life the way it was on the ship yeah so they're all against what's going on in earth yeah trying to, try to burn down the plants and yes. wage war against the humans of earth 
Let me just say the theory is that um, the, all the Pixar universes are connected, and it that is true. It it didn't start with Wally, but Wally is the reason that all the robots took over, and they eventually turned into cars. <laughs> but I'm thinking if we get the Fox, um, the Fox universe in there, where they own aliens, you have the Xenomorphs coming into the Wally world, killing off the humans because they thrived at the end of Wally, and then the robots had to come back via the Matrix. There you go, create like a, a Matrix type thing to kill off the aliens and then it leads into cars or the aliens inhabit the robots yes i don't i don't think xenomorphs can do that but you know uh, evolution mm-hmm. wow that's yeah, crazy. I think acid for blood and it's highly corrosive acid so that have to be some tough robots it's crazy crazy writer's room that we got going on here what the heck? yeah yeah They're very conceivable but i mean you have to see how we do it yeah no. Disney's going to send their best hitman because we figured it out. <laughs> it's possible to do it if they were made out of liquid metal. Yeah. Kidding me? Disney's going to come send us yeah. briefcases of money and they're going to be like, you're our new writer's room for the next Wally movie. Yeah. You're our new writer's room for all of Pixar. Pete Doctor is fired. <laughs> it's now you. <laughs> you're, you're the new Pixar writer's room. There you go. Yes, because we know Disney loves sharing profit. <laughs> I think the only thing that we left out of there was the uh, the sentient race that comes from far across the galaxy because they're just bored off their fanny and looking for some action, and they're called the Predators. <laughs> yes. And then the Millennium Falcon shows up, Iron Man swoops in and saves the day. There you go. <laughs> yes. And scene. Publish. <laughs> there we go. You, you know, okay, this is just my theory, but, you know, 20... 32 we're gonna have star wars versus marvel it's gonna it's gonna quadruple the price or the sales that endgame got and it's gonna be six hours long you're gonna yes. have everybody that's uh like us um complaining about it that they're messing with our star wars there you go yeah you'll have and then uh, being like yes more connectivity yes it's <laughs> correct so for sure yeah, I, they, I, they would be like, we would complain you know the marvel people would be complaining because they would say, no, you know, you can't use the dark side, the dark side of the force to crush an arc reactor in someone's chest. That's too easy of a right. No, you've got to have an actual fair fight. Yeah. yeah you have, first, you have to kick off his helmet and then you can force choke him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Doctor Strange would make a great Jedi. That is true. He could turn over to the other side. It would be Doctor Strange's fault for all this happening in the first place because he opened up the multiverse and that's why yeah. we have all these things happening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually Peter's fault because he asked Doctor Strange to open up the yes. multiverse because he wanted an A Peter on his MIT it. test. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go. Yeah, his fascination with Star Wars, yeah. Just invited <laughs> it all back home. Well, thank you for visiting our Star Wars theories podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Wars MCU theories. Yes, 24-7. That's all we talk about. Um, I think we nailed this, guys. Did we hit it out of the park? Yes, we did. I think it's great. great. Indeed. We've got a great script working here. We're just going to have to polish it off. And yeah, and then definitely we'll, uh, we can send it to the uh, the review board. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're listen to this. $200,000 in the mail. Yes. There we go. Be sending us checks. Just be prepared, guys. We're going to have to figure out the ending. Yeah. Yeah. No, and further, you're going to have to be prepared after that. You're going to have to work on the artistic nature of your autograph because people are going to be wanting that autograph when they see you. Right. Well, I've and been the ready. Credit scene. I've been ready ever since scene. you guys had me join the show. I've been ready. There you go. My autographs already. So. All right. Very good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm already getting poems from 
from Brad Pitt. So there we go. Bradley <laughs> William Pitt as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this has been a wonderful Pixvember. Um, thank to you see it so, much, so much for celebrating with us. This is our first one. And if you enjoyed it, we're probably going to do it next year. But yeah. can I talk about what we're doing in December? Christmas. Uh, Talking about movies. <laughs> we are talking about Halloween movies. No, just kidding. <laughs> we on our Discord, we're having the we're having like a 32 uh, live action Christmas movie tournament via vote to see what's the best live action Christmas movie. Couldn't pick all of them, but we picked all the famous ones. So yeah. you're on you the retro- all the wrong one. Yeah. If we if you're on the Retrologic Discord, you can vote and we can find out what the best Christmas movie is going to be. And then we'll talk about it on our show. Yeah, and I think if we heard right too, in our last episode of the season here or the year with Christmas thing, we're having David Arron. He's gonna to talk to us about what it was like filming Bad Santa. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. I'm just hearing about this for the first time. <laughs> no, I thought you told me about that, Mike. <laughs> was it you, Tim? I don't know uh, what's going on, but I love okay. it. <laughs> chaos, pandemonium. That's what happens when you get me on. I'm not the wrong email. Tune in, that Preston. Yeah, I was saying that if you get me on the podcast, it's just chaos. You can't escape. Chaotic, chaotic. <laughs> no, we always love having you on, Preston. It's always fun, buddy. We love having you on. You fall under want... the chaotic good section of the DN spectrum. There you go. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. If you say so. Yeah, no, no, no. Forming a team, you'll always be picked first. You know. I don't want to overpromise, but next episode we are having ScarJo, George Lucas, and Chris Pratt. <gasps> there we go. About their favorite Dr. Seuss movie. I love this. Oh. This is so awesome. I can't wait to listen to that episode. That's amazing. And they each said they each said they would give us five minutes of AMA. Ask me anything. <laughs> I am you getting ask my Chris Pratt how much he's getting paid to play Mario. I'm getting my <laughs> autographs ready. I need to find a piece of paper and practice my autographs right now. I can't wait for you to get a poem from Christopher Michael Pratt. It'll be wonderful. Oh my gosh. So I would I would if that happens, I would frame it. <laughs> So we're officially on the naughty list for lying, but thank you guys for tuning in and enjoying this Pixar member with us. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Mike, and I'm part is of. My, is that work for an autograph? Is that working? That's awesome. That looks nice and stately. <laughs> Write down. My name is Mike. Yes. <laughs> my name is Tim. Yes. My name is Preston. Yeah. Don't confuse. I'm Eston. He's Preston. True. Yes. I have and the two extra letters. Public there you go. There you go. Thank you for joining in and have a great rest of your November. Bye. Bye. And my dog wanted to say bye. I, know, I think your dog made it onto the recording. <laughs> He's upset because he didn't get to say bye. That's what it was. Bye.